0: Hey, it's Ron McLean. Welcome to Hockey Talk on the Rock. With Laura and Keith.
1: It's interesting.
0: So let's back up a second.
1: He played absolutely out of his mind. It made
0: no sense to me. And now, here are your hosts. All right, we are back after a long break doing episode number 84. Uh, It is Sunday, July the 17th, I believe. Yep. Uh, This is Laura, I'm Keith, and um, Hockey Talk on the Rock on Salt Spring Island. So, starting with Canucks news as always, we're in the the, uh, dog days of the summer, but we've missed a lot, so (laughs) there was the draft and the opening of the free agency, and... Next news. What do we got?
1: Yeah, so I mean, if we start with the draft, on this side over here, <laughs> um, I feel like the connect, like connect fans, are pretty happy overall with what happened at the draft. Maybe not with one specific thing, which we we'll can get into later. Um, but they did pick up uh, Jonathan Lecker Rimaki. I still can't say his name properly. It's got quite a lot of. Consonants in that name <laughs> yeah,
0: five syllables, five
1: syllables, yeah. But he was projected to go, I think, in most people's top 10, and the Canucks got him at 15. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about him, and hopefully, he pans out. I know the Canucks obviously need more help defensively, but it was, it would have been stupid to take um defense. There's a few forwards on the board there that kind of fell and. The Canucks almost had their pick, so that was that was cool to see.
0: Yeah, gotta go best player available.
1: Yeah, and I'm pretty excited about him. And then the other note from the draft is that they picked up Elias in the second, which I thought was funny. And it seems like it wasn't a reach at that point in the draft, so I, like I'm fine with the whole thing. At yeah. first, I thought it was like a joke, but anyway, I thought it was pretty cool. So mm. draft wise, I thought the Canucks did pretty well.
0: They had six picks, right? They had
1: six picks, so they got
0: a goalie. They got, what, two defense, yep. two wingers in the center, or was it two centers and a winger?
1: I think it's two wingers in the center.
0: Yeah, so yeah. kind of all over the board.
1: All over the board. I believe both D were lefty, D, um, but they were later picks. So, again, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be something that you're going to hang your hat on coming in anyway. So, overall, I thought they did good. And then free agency, I kind of thought was a mixed bad for the Canucks, personally. I... I the one that I think everyone has the hard time with, which is the one that I have a hard time with right now, what we got to see what they're going to do is the Mikheyev signing. Because yeah. um, on one hand, it's like, okay, he is an elite penalty killer and he did score 21 goals last year. He's fast. And he's very fast. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's another, you know, left wing on the Canucks where you have, you have three penciled in already that probably want to play higher up than what they are going to right now. And they gave um, Mikheyev, uh, like almost five million for four years, so I'm thinking they're gonna play him in their top six. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone is gonna move from this team, which is something that we knew before going into this. But I thought it was interesting that they chose to add on the wings because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a really good signing, but I, there is a bit of you know bit of risk to it. But I think we like wait and see what they actually do. And then I really liked Lazar um, as a bottom six, yeah. um, as a bottom center there. Right handed centerman.
0: Moment. They've been dying for a bottom six right hand centerman.
1: And he was a Canucks fan growing up. I mean, it doesn't always matter, but it does kind of nice having those guys mm-hmm. come and play for the team. So I thought those were kind of the two main Yeah, and sides. Lazar
0: being 27 and signing for three years for a million could yeah. end up being really nice for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mikhaev, I mean, it's just. It, it sounds like a Rutherford move because he's been like beating that drum of like we got to get faster, we yeah. got to get more defensively responsible, and he kind of like ticks those boxes.
1: Yep. Um. And the Canucks penalty kill was like historically bad, especially at the beginning of last season. Yeah. But I mean, it is a boost to the team for sure, and. In- and what was needed,
0: and that's similar with Lazar too. He kills penalties, from what I was reading. So yep. that'll help them yeah. double fold or twofold, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I guess like the other Canucks news is what didn't happen <laughs> on draft day, and it seemed like there there might have been a deal in place between the Islanders and Vancouver for Miller with that thirteenth overall being involved, and then obviously the Islanders went in a different direction. um And the only thing that I'm gonna say about this is that please don't make this be the story of the year because I don't think I can handle it for too much longer. Like, either re-sign him before the season starts or move him. Yeah. Because if we have until next trade deadline and the Canucks are in a playoff spot, there's zero chance that the Canucks are going to move him. I, you know, Aquilini's history and everything. And you don't want to have happen what happened in Calgary to you. <laughs> so it's just, like, make your choice and, you know, I don't think I can, I just don't think I can handle it being the story for another eight months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so.
0: Yeah, that's all, that's all I really got for Canucks, for stuff. Canucks yeah. You know, I mean, they signed a bunch of other low-level guys. It yeah.
1: sounds like they're going to move D.P. too.
0: I heard that they're yeah. allowing him to explore Yeah. talks with other teams, teams, but and then it. they, like, they went depth with, uh, you know, Christian Lennon yeah. and Phil DiGiuseppe's coming back yeah. and stuff like that minor details. These are kind of the bigger things. Yeah. Um, on our Facebook page, we put up our mock draft results and we did the first 15. Sorry, baby. And, um... <laughs> And I uh, got to claim a little victory yeah. there as you went over for 15 <laughs> yeah. on yours. Woo. And I got three in a row from like <laughs> six to eight. So I got three out of the top 15, right?
1: So I, I will say something <laughs> for fun by myself. I did a full first round and I went one for 32. <laughs> so, you know, Washington saved me because they picked the, the Russian. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And that was like the only one I got right. So there you go. That was historically bad for me, but.
0: You'll leave in the score when we get to the signings. Yeah. Right? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You can check it out on our Facebook page if, you, if you're interested. Um, I was thinking to kind of try to breeze through the major sure. trades. Yep. And I, when I started this, I'm like, oh, there's only a few. And there was a ton. Yeah. Um, but going in timeline, before the draft, it started off. And Colorado kicked it off. They got Georgiev, who was New York's backup, yep. uh, for a third, third, and a fifth round pick. And then immediately signed him. Three years, I put three point three question mark. It was something around that. Yeah. Um, I kind of went win for Colorado because, like, I think they proved in the playoffs that they didn't need great cold ending with the yeah. team they have. So they obviously made that decision to walk away from Kemper. Juryev has seemed promising.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like this year he wasn't as good as he was the year before, but, um, I mean, I Colorado is a much better team than New York and. I feel like the fact that Colorado is, like, saving, what, like, a mil, like, 1.5 or something on the cap with uh, with him instead of Kemper is kind of a win for them. And yeah. They'll run that tandem of him and Franco's and I feel like that will be good enough for them. I mean, I think New York did okay. Like, the price that they got back was pretty nice for, for their backup. Yeah. But they then went on to sign Halak, and I feel like that is a step back for the team. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll give the victory to Colorado on that one too, but
0: yeah, um, and then the next one was the <laughs> the big first one at the draft, yeah, where Ottawa traded the seventh pick and then number thirty nine and a future third for Alex Brinkett. Yeah. and like I wanna give the win to Ottawa immediately on that one because Brinkett is awesome, like he's <laughs> got like three forty goal seasons already or something like that, and he's like twenty four
1: yeah. And they didn't have to give up a roster player to do it. Yeah. And considering the fact that they almost traded that pick just to get rid of the Matt Murray contract, and then they turn around. I know they added other picks to it, but, like, that was a massive win for Ottawa, and I still don't understand what Chicago was doing. Like, I get that they want to do a rebuild, and I get that they want to tank for Bedard, but I just don't understand why they're trading all their young players.
0: Yeah. And and not even, like, qualifying strong. Yeah, like...
1: It just doesn't make sense to me. So, anyway, big win for Ottawa there.
0: Um, And then next, there was the three-way trade that yeah. uh, happened because someone in Vancouver leaked. And Lou Amarello <laughs> decided to go in another direction. So, New York Islanders got Romanov and the 98th pick for Montreal for the number 13, which Montreal flipped with the 66th pick to get Kirby Duck from Chicago. Yeah. Um you know, I'm kind of indifferent. I feel like, again, I don't know why Chicago's trading Kirby Doc, Like, he just drafted him third overall a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, to me, it's like, okay, again, if you're going to move players out, give him a bigger role, see what he's got, he could probably be around when your team's good again. Yeah. But I, I don't, I guess that they lost faith in him. But they did also, if you want to think about it, pass on Bowen Byram to draft Kirby Doc. Yeah. And they end up flipping him for a pick to pick a defenseman, and just the whole string of events is like, not, not making them look good.
0: It feels kind of like um, new GM trying to get rid of yeah. as much as he can and put his own stamp on the team, which is, sure, probably not going to work for him because he didn't do well on the trades, and we'll get more of that. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there was another one. Arizona moved up. San Jose like got a bunch of picks. Yeah. The next big one. I think Chicago got fleeced on by yeah They took Mrazek and his two years of 3.8 and the number 25 pick and Toronto only dropped down 13 spots to get the number 38.
1: And get rid of the cap hit.
0: Yeah, so yeah. it was puzzling that Chicago went that route, especially when the next deal happened and Edmonton moved down from 29 to 32 and gave up a, a second and a third in the future to get rid of one year of Cassian. Yeah which was like yeah. a little bit less money too yeah it was like well i gotta give the win to toronto for doing what they did and then give the win to arizona for getting what they got because they did get a year of cassian plus two picks
1: sure and, and then again, we moved
0: down three spots yeah moved up three spots
1: like cassian in arizona like they need bodies obviously to play and he's not yeah. going to be fun against to play so i feel like they did
0: pretty well sure And then the next day, on the beginning of round two or three or whatever, Detroit got Billy Huso's rights from St. Louis for a third round pick. And then they signed him to a three year deal similar to the Joe Gia, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. uh, Which I liked. Um, You know, I feel like the Huso Nadelkovich combo could be a pretty good tandem. Yeah. Despite they both have, like, Nadelkovich had a a. not great yeah Yeah, regular season then so didn't look great in the playoffs between the
1: two of them and they also have that casa kid coming up so they've got some depth and some relatively young goalies so Mm -hmm. i think that that looks good for detroit and
0: then another goalie the fourth one we're going to talk about new jersey got vanacek yeah and the 46th pick and Washington got the 37th and 70th pick. So we knew Washington was moving on from both their goalies. So yeah. they got an extra pick and moved up a few spots to get yeah, rid of the goalie. Yeah.
1: To be honest, I think I'd probably give the win to New Jersey there. Me too. Because I feel like
0: he's going to be a decent goalie. Like, yeah.
1: I don't really get the urge to move on from both. I get wanting to secure like a more legit starter for that team. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah
0: yeah it feels same but different with chicago just moving out pieces you know yeah uh yeah here we go philadelphia (laughs) acquired tony d'angelo for what was it a fourth and then a future second and a future third and then they signed him to a two-year five million dollar deal and i don't know
1: i think philadelphia is super puzzling and i mean if you if you go back to when they they traded to get rid of bear's contract. Like to me, Shane Gostisbehere could fill this same role. Totally, you could have just kept him. Totally, and then not had to trade for Ristalinen and not had to trade for D'Angelo. Yeah. So I definitely give the win to Carolina here because to me, well, kind of moving into what they did later too. Mm-hmm. Like to me, they he he served his role in Carolina, but they didn't want to keep him around, and they were able to find a buyer for him.
0: Yeah. Which, you know. i feel like philly's telling themselves they're going to be a competitor <laughs> next year but like I, f- I really feel like they're going to be in the group sweepstakes so fast yeah and it's super depressing
1: yeah
0: um right, yeah san jose got luke coonan from nashville for a prospect in the third I, like I, i've always liked coonan minnesota yeah. and nashville yeah uh, seems like he is going to be a better player but never really is so yeah i kind of like that move for san jose um toronto acquired matt murray at 75 percent of his contract plus a third plus a seventh from ottawa for future considerations super puzzling super puzzling like i know campbell got over five and now they took on murray for two it's only two years and they explained it as they they wanted to stay low on terms so it's only two years um
1: it's Kyle Dubas going after his guys. I guess so, yeah. yeah.
0: And I mean, uh, following the Carolina model, I guess. And, you know, they moved on from Mrazic and was a rhymer. Yeah. And then they flipped it and then they did really well with Anderson and Ranta. So.
1: Mind you, Anderson and Ranta were both more established at that <laughs> to- point, totally, right? Totally. The thing about Murray that's so puzzling is like. He hasn't been healthy. Like, he hasn't been good, but he also hasn't been healthy. And, like, obviously they made another move that I think kind of makes this a little bit less risky. But yeah. um, I, I don't know. I, again, to me, Ottawa did a lot of things well this off season. <laughs> and if they were thinking about trading that seventh overall and then eventually only had to pay, like, a third and, you know, yeah. retain a bit of cap, yeah. I think that they did they
0: did well mm-hmm. on this one yeah Ottawa another win yeah and then the next one I want to give Ottawa the win too <laughs> because they got Cam Talbot who was an all-star last yep. year with Minnesota who was obviously disgruntled about Fleury getting re-signed yep. there um and they gave up one of their me- other mediocre goalies in Philip Gustafson yeah um mm. so, they kept
1: Forsberg, so they kept
0: Forsberg so Talbot and Forsberg will yep. tandem uh, Minnesota needed a cheaper backup behind Flurry, and he's younger than Talbot, so whatever. Good for Minnesota, I guess. But like, I think another good step in the rejection for Ottawa. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a kind of puzzling one was mm-hmm. Boston trading Hala to New Jersey to get Pavel Zaka. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh, Zaka's the better player, and that's a sweet trade to get rid of Hala. And then I like read the actual stats and underlying numbers, and yeah. I was like, oh haula was pretty good. good
1: for them last year too like for boston i feel like he's pretty underrated yeah but i think Zach still probably has more upside so mm. you know boston's like taking a chance there and who knows still what's happening with them with both Krejci and bergeron yeah. so they get a center that might be playing the <laughs> top six role for them next year yeah um whereas i feel like haula they weren't super sold on him in that role even though, as I just said, I think he was kind of underrated. But I, I think probably New Jersey gets the win here because they've been trying to move on for Zaka for a while. and They got yeah, something. They got something. Yeah. It wasn't nothing.
0: Um, okay, we're down to the final four. Yeah. Carolina <laughs> swings two big moves. Again, yeah. Brent Burns at 66% of his contract, plus a prospect that I didn't write his name down Yeah. from San Jose, and they got two prospects and a third. Yeah. And then they followed that up by getting Pacioretty and defenseman <laughs> Dylan Coughlin from Vegas for nothing. <laughs> because Vegas is terrible at player management, apparently. Oh, man. So Carolina added Burns and Pacioretty, both former All-Stars. Yeah,
1: for basically nothing. For
0: basically nothing. Yeah, yeah, so I I mean, I can't not give Carolina the win on those.
1: Yeah, and Pacioretty only has a year left on his contract, too, so like it is 7 million, but... I mean I cannot there's no way I don't think he's gonna be good in Carolina. The only thing is possible is that he gets hurt. Yeah. But again for for the one year it's like super low risk. And I think Brent Burns, again as a replacement basically for Tony D'Angelo. D is yeah is gonna be he's gonna be good in Carolina too. I'd be surprised if it's like he's the same player that he was in San Jose for these last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so it's kinda cool. I really like Brent Burns, so I'm kind of happy for him.
0: Yeah. You know. yeah, he'll add a different dynamic to their defense score because he's probably one of the bigger guys they've ever had. Yeah, and he's still got some skill. He was playing on a crappy team for a yeah. few years,
1: and I feel like him and Slavin together, like Slavin, will play the whole defensive role and will let him kind of go off and be offensive. I think it could be it could be a good pick up mm-hmm. for for Carolina.
0: Then Ottawa get back in the news. They received a second round pick and they moved on from Connor Brown, right, yep. who went to Washington. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't dislike the move for either team. Yeah. Washington still wants to build up around their core, and Ottawa wanted to they get, had, a, get a pick back because they wanted to move, save some money, and they've been dishing out picks.
1: Yeah, and they also have a pretty sweet like top six right now. I don't know. I guess Connor Brown could still be like a third-line player for them, but I feel like they someone probably had to move out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's bad for either
0: no. team. Last one. (laughs) The two teams that have been linked to the Canucks, and of course, they came together for a deal. Yeah. Uh, And so, John Moreno, rumored to the Canucks for a long time, right handed D man, goes to New Jersey. Pittsburgh gets left handed D man, Ty Smith, plus the third round pick. Um, I like the trade for both teams. Like, I was really surprised New Jersey moved on from Ty Smith. Yep. And I think Pittsburgh's probably stoked to save some money on that situation but that like they still have an excess of D Men, so that's why I was surprised.
1: Well then they use the that extra space to go and get Jeff Petrie.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Which, I missed yeah, that one. yeah
1: I was gonna say you missed one more and I mean the thing is the they got rid of Matheson in that deal so
0: D Man for D Man D Man
1: for D Man. Um because I i was gonna say when I first saw this I was like, oh you know Pittsburgh gets some cap, New Jersey gets like a stable stay at home defenseman, which they probably need. Yeah. Um so again probably kind of a wash But then when Pittsburgh went out and got Petrie, I was like, well, that's a bit weird. It's another, like, older (laughs) defenseman. And that team is looking old now. (laughs) I mean, I think it's nice that they re-signed all their players. But, yeah. Yeah,
0: so they got Petrie and Ryan Poling, who was a former first-rounder from Montreal. And they gave up a third and Matheson. Yeah,
1: which I almost feel like I would give the win to Pittsburgh, even though I don't really like... Like, the move for either team. It's a puzzling move for Montreal. Yeah, Yeah. and again,
0: like I just said on the previous trade, it still feels like Pittsburgh has an excess of defense.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So, I don't know. Weird. Something's
1: happening. I think there's still going to be a lot of movement, and I mean... Like, those are all the trades, right? <laughs> they haven't gone through the, the free agents. But, yeah. like, you know, Kadri's still out there. Like, Niederreiter's still out there. There's still a lot of good players yeah. that haven't found home. So Totally. Yeah.
0: And so, again, on our Facebook page, if you want to look, <laughs> we put up a prediction of, like, maybe not the top 15, but, like, 15 notable names and where we thought they were going to go. And I'll take the L. You got me 3 out of 15, <laughs> even though Kadri and Klingberg are still not signed. Yeah. So it's 3 out of 13. Yeah. I got 2 um <laughs> and to quickly run through before we get into our winners and losers like the big names that we had on the list we had gojo jo- johnny hockey went to columbus mm-hmm, that
1: probably the surprise probably the
0: shock of the summer yeah Latang and Malkin stayed in pittsburgh Forsberg yeah. stayed in nashville Vanderkane kane and jack campbell went to edmonton yeah and andrew copp and billy huso went to detroit yeah darcy camper went to washington Mark andre Fleury stayed in Minnesota. Drew went home to Ottawa. Another sweet move by Ottawa. Yeah. We've been talking about how he's going to do that all year, though.
1: Yeah.
0: And then out went to New Jersey after they missed out on Johnny Hockey. Yeah. And the Rangers gave way too much term to Vinny Trocek. Tro-
1: yeah.
0: So. not have, the
1: winner-loser.
0: Yeah, I've got three winners, three losers, but I, I also have honorable mentions because yeah, it I, was hard.
1: Yeah, I, I do, too. I found that the losers was harder to narrow it down.
0: I had the same. I had seven to seven. Okay. So I had the top three and then the, the, okay. the bottom four.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Winners or losers? Uh, let's start winners. Okay. You want to start?
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I had seven in total, but I narrowed it down to three. Yeah. I, how could you not give Colorado as one of the winners? They just won the cup. They replaced their starting goalie with a cheaper, younger goalie. Yeah. They managed to retain Chuskin, Manson, Cogliano, Helm, and Lekanen, who a lot of people thought a couple of those guys at least were going to go. Yeah. They signed Brad Hunt, who, you know, we're Vancouver fans. We see he's yeah. decent depth. Yeah. So I liked what Colorado did. Yeah. So I give them the win. And there's rumors that they might still re-sign Codri.
1: Yeah. And I can totally see that, right? Like, the fact that he hasn't re-signed yet... It's Like, okay, well, he's waiting for something, and I feel like it's gonna end up being that he stays in Colorado now, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah,
0: um, do you want me to do all three in my
1: Sure, go all three, and then I'll do all okay.
0: Three. Uh, I, I mean, I get I probably shouldn't have given Carolina a top three spot, but I like that they just signed Kasha and then yeah, acquired Burns and Pash for pretty much nothing, yeah, totally. Um, and then my third one is I really liked. What Detroit did, yeah. Even though I already feel like I'm drinking the Chicago Kool Aid again yeah. from last year, yeah, totally. But you know, they had to sprinkle in some some, some veterans, veterans and yeah. some skill to go with their young, what they're doing. So, acquiring and signing a Huso, we already talked about the goalies, and then getting Andrew Kopp, David Perron, Ben Sherat <laughs> Dominic Kubalik, Oli Mata, and Mark Pissick. I was like, that that team is significantly better. Like, yeah. Are they a playoff team? I don't know. But they're significantly better on paper.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So those are my top three.
1: Okay. So I had Ottawa as the biggest winner.
0: Yeah, I put Ottawa as my close number four.
1: Yeah, I just feel like in terms of an improved team, I mean, again, their defense is not there. But I wonder if there's still some moves. Waiting if, if Klingberg does end up there, I feel like that will help. But for just sure. adding DeVrinkit Pl- De without giving up the roster player, I thought that was really smart. Um, they locked up Josh Norris, who I thought, again, was a good move. Giroux comes back home, as we talked about. And then basically exchange Talbot for, like, Murray for Talbot um, without giving up too much <laughs> is pretty nice, right? Yeah. Um, so all of that I feel like they did really well. I also had Carolina in my top three, um, yeah. because again, of everything you said, and then I also had Detroit, and I, I feel like the only signing with Detroit that I'm kind of iffy on is the Chirot. Chirot. Um, Yeah. but like, Perron, they only signed him for two years, yeah. it's not like they overturned him, Cop, I feel like will be, he'll give them good center depth there. And it was a
0: good five-year deal, especially when you look at like Trochek going for seven. yeah.
1: And, I mean, with Chicago last year, right, like, part of it for me, why I didn't buy it, was that they gave all that money in term to Seth Jones. Yeah. it was like, okay, like, he's good, but he's not, like, that good. Yeah. And then he was awful. <laughs> but I feel like Detroit is kind of sprinkled around. I don't know, like, I don't think, like, I doubt they make the playoffs right now, but they're going to be a better team. Yeah. So, I'll give it to them. Um. So, those were my top three.
0: Okay. Then you want to continue with your runner mentions? Yeah. So, yeah. my
1: runner-ups were Colorado. Uh, Minnesota, and Minnesota was weird because they didn't add that much, but they couldn't. But I felt like they had a really good draft. Okay. And then I feel like those pieces that they're adding are going to be so important for them when they're in this cap crunch and they have to have those entry-level contracts. So I liked what they did because of the bind that they're in. And then oh, we're talking
0: about going back to the Fiala trade too, right? Yeah, just yeah. like
1: the accumulation. I know obviously they haven't added in free agency, so it's basically to do with the draft and the trades. Yeah. And again, like they, they signed Fleury, so they basically had to move out Talbot. Um, and I feel like Flurry will probably be he'll be fine for them kind of thing. Yeah. And then my last winner, honestly, is Columbus, and I felt weird about this one too. But the fact that they were able to get Johnny Couture for that deal to Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> and like they didn't have to give him trade protection. They didn't have to give him bonuses. So it's like, you know, and you know, Calgary offered him way more money. Yeah. The fact that they have like a legit superstar, and I think that's going to help. It sounds like it's helping with the line A negotiations too. So for the city and for the team i feel like it's a massive win the gabranson deal was awful so
0: yeah i Um, was gonna put them in honorable mention but the (laughs) gabranson signing was so bad i couldn't do it yeah
1: fair enough so yeah that's that's my my list
0: okay uh so like i said i had four honorable mention winners and and very quickly ottawa for what you talked about and i wanted to put them top three probably should have yeah um I gave Edmonton an honorable mention because yeah, it sounded empty. like they weren't going to keep Kulak or Kane, and they both did, and they got lucky because Duncan Keith retired, yeah. and then they added a starting goaltender, and Matthias Janmark, like, today or yesterday.
1: I probably should have had Edmonton in mind, to be honest. I was probably just being biased. Like, like,
0: Legitimately, you look at the Pacific, and I feel like they're the only team that did really, really well so far this offseason. Yeah,
1: I agree.
0: So, then... I gave Tampa a little bit of props just for the re-signings they did.
1: I agree with that too, yeah. Um,
0: And they added a little bit of depth and Nemesnikov and Cole or
1: whatever. Yeah.
0: And then I gave one to Toronto. Oh, really? Well, (laughs) I do like that they added Ilya Samsonov for one year at 1.8.
1: I mean, it's low risk. As I say, it makes the Murray thing seem less risky. Yeah. But they both have a lot to prove totally yeah
0: and then like oh I like Obey Kubel yeah as a as a depth guy like I always like Victor Mete even though he's not great yeah Kelly Yarncrow could be good you know And getting rid of the Merazic trade also factored sure. in Sure. for yeah. me so I don't know they're gonna be they're gonna look a lot different
1: yeah does that
0: mean better I don't know yet
1: yeah.
0: um you want to start off losers
1: <laughs> sure okay so I had a really hard time with the losers, and I actually totally forgot about Chicago. And then when we were talking, I was like, I forgot Chicago, because I feel like they should be in my top three. <laughs> but they're not going to be, because I forgot about them. So the the loser, the biggest one I have is Vegas, which I feel like is pretty obvious.
0: Yeah, they're um, my number two.
1: Yeah, like, the fact that you had Nick Suzuki, and then you basically lost him now for, like, absolutely nothing is pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> And then they also lost Dad Nob earlier for nothing too and like again Dylan Coughlin you know he's he was a decent defenseman for them um it's not nothing
0: (laughs) basically all they've they've done is re-sign Riley Smith
1: yeah and again like it seems puzzling because they still they basically still need to sign people I was looking at their cow friendly page before coming here and I don't even think they have like enough roster forwards right now (laughs) but they have no cap so they're still gonna have to do stuff uh yeah anyway very puzzling um, and then right now, too, like, isn't uh, Robin Leonard hurt? Yeah. So who's going to start for them? Well, they, is it going to be Logan Thompson and yeah. then Michael Hutchinson?
0: Yeah, they signed someone else, too, didn't they? I thought it was Hutchinson. Was it Hutchinson? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So
1: I just really feel like that team, I mean, it is the Pacific, and the Pacific is not great. And I was looking at their defense, and their defense is still pretty good. But right. the forward group is now really lacking depth. Yeah. And uh, the goalie thing is worrisome. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them, but they were, like, my first one. Yeah. And then I had the Islanders, because, again, I feel like they haven't done anything. Um, They missed out on the draw. Then, like, all, like, I don't know, there's all the Miller stuff. I feel like Romanov for the 13th overall pick was a little bit steep. Uh, and I just am not totally sold on, on what they're doing. They're still the same team. And yeah. That division's pretty tough, so they're... And then I have like a tie (laughs) for the last one (laughs) between Calgary for losing Goudreau for nothing and not doing anything. And then the Flyers, because there's a lot of moves there that just don't really make much sense to me. Again, they also missed out on Goudreau. It sounded like he really wanted to go there. I don't know if that would have been the best move for the Flyers, I will say. Yeah. But I'm assuming he probably would have taken less than what he took in Columbus if that was where he wanted to go. Yeah. And they haven't been able to move JBR, they bought out, you know, Lind- Lindblom, which looked pretty bad, and then they go and spend that money on, like, Delorier, like, I don't know, it's just weird moves, and then the whole Tony D'Angelo thing, so, as you say, maybe they end up being a front runner for Bedard, and it all looks good, but I just don't understand what that team is, so I kind of, i cheated there i put four so
0: okay did you have honorables i do
1: have honorables but we can do them after okay
0: so my top three were the islanders number one because like you yeah i didn't understand trading the 13th overall pick for romanov and a fourth yeah i just didn't make sense to me yeah and then they've literally signed zero free agents yeah they've like they've had nothing happening yeah so i put them as my top one vegas for everything you just said number two Calgary was number three because they lost Johnny Hockey. Yeah. And they did their best, but they waited too long.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, You want me to continue into the...
1: Sure, you can do your your honorables. My
0: four honorables. So, yeah, Chicago, probably number four on the list with poor return on the Dabrinka trade, and they got fleeced on the Mrazic trade, and they're letting all the young guys go. Yeah. It
1: sounds like, at least for now, Kane wants to stay and see how it goes or something but yeah just weird puzzling moves to me totally and kubalik and like Strom, like you couldn't get anything for those guys for sure right i don't know it's uh really bad again really bad management yeah
0: um then i had philly yeah because like you you had a superstar who that was your preferred place (laughs) and you made some cap money and you spent on d'angelo and delorier and like i don't know it seemed really dumb um and I didn't like the four years for Delorier Yeah, I don't know. I'm not happy with this off season or everything. <laughs> um, then in Boston because all they've literally done is they signed Greer in the off season and they traded Haller for Zaka.
1: Yeah, like the only thing I can say about Boston is if they get both Bergeron and Krejci back. But even then, like, what else have they
0: done to get better? They have haven't, know?
1: and we know that a bunch of their team is hurt to start the season. Yeah, I really feel like the Atlantic is going to be an interesting place to watch next season because that Boston spot that they basically had for so long in the playoffs I really think is up for grabs. And yeah, there's some exciting up-and-coming teams.
0: Final one, final honorable mention loser was Winnipeg. Yeah. Because they have done nothing. They added David Ridge.
1: Yeah, Winnipeg is puzzling too because, again, I was looking at their cup friendly. And they have a ton of cap space. Yeah. So they can do stuff. They just aren't. And then there's, like, all the – Pierre-Luc Dubois debacle stuff that's going around and that's going to be fun to watch there so I don't know what Winnipeg's doing but I agree with you there. The only one that I had different from you <laughs> was I had Toronto as a loser okay. and I feel like this is not biased I think it's just for me I feel like their goalies are worse than what they had last year at least like like Jack Campbell was really good for them. Mrazek was obviously not. Uh, the Murray thing for me again it's it's the health more than anything. And Then Samsonov, he might be good, like that might be the one that betrays yeah. them, yeah. But I'm not sold on it. Um, they add you know, they, they added got, Yarn from, they got your guy
0: though, like oh, get that. they
1: added Cadet, <laughs> which I have on here, and Obey Cabell, who I do like, I agree with you, and then like Jordy Ben and Mate and stuff. But like they did lose Mikheyev, <laughs> Yeah. and they you know, they lost Jack Campbell, and they lost Kasha, and you know, uh, Spetsa retired, and I feel like the the losses outweigh what they gained so far, but I think they're also a team that's gonna have to make another move because it feels like they're over the cap.
0: Now that they signed Engvall today and they still have Sandin, I yeah. do think they are. I a think they're gonna move Perfoot. I yeah. think
1: that's the one that's gonna happen, and they've talked about it a lot. And then I think Yarncrock will slide in and be like their third line C. But yeah, that was it for me. And that one, you know, might come back and bite me in the butt. Maybe they won the cup. I mean, that team, right, it's it's their superstars. That's what matters to that team. So Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
0: That's it. That's it. So all I got. That was a lot, I feel like. That was, yeah. Um, but it's been a while, and a lot of stuff happened. And now, like I said, dog days of the summer, we're going to probably have very little to talk about Yeah. moving forward. I mean, yeah.
1: There'll still be some signings for a yeah. little bit. And yeah, then, you like you
0: said, there's big names. There's there's Clingberry, Vita Ryder, et cetera. Stuff will happen, but it's going to happen at a lot snailer of a pace snail is not a word but i went there
1: yeah it's all good
0: um so yeah we will be back probably i don't know a week two weeks depending on what goes on yeah and we'll get caught up again at that point with episode number 85 but for now this has been episode number 84
1: Woo!